0: Hello everybody, my name is Michael. And I'm Josiah. And welcome to the very first episode of the How Was School podcast. We're here to foster meaningful conversations between parents and their children that are constructive, critical, philosophical, and biblical. We know that every parent and guardian wants to have meaningful conversations with their kids. So we wanna help you do just that.
1: Yeah, we believe that people crave meaningful connections with each other and a healthy portion of those connections happen through genuine conversations. We also know that it can be tricky for parents to spark those kinds of lively, fun, meaningful, life-giving kind of conversations with their kids. So we're launching this whole podcast to explore ways to break through whatever barriers might be in the way of you having those conversations with your kids and
0: help you cultivate a culture of life-giving conversations in your home. Exactly, yeah. In this podcast, we'll be exploring specific questions that we know kids and teenagers are asking, and we won't shy away from the difficult questions. We'll discuss those questions from a biblical perspective. perspective and give you as parents and guardians tools for having these conversations with your kids in a way that presents genuine truth.
1: Yeah, the capital T kind of truth. So this week, we're going to be talking about how to read the Bible in a way that glorifies God. And we'll tell you more about that in a minute. But first, we want to take a second to introduce ourselves since you don't know us yet.
0: Yep. So my name is Michael Campbell. I've been married to my wife, Tiffany, for eight and a half years. We have three children. We have three boys. We have a six-year-old named Noah, a four-year-old named Jameson, and we have a 14-month-old named Judah. Now, I've, I've been a part of a church plant for the past 10 years, and then did family ministry for the past five, and recently got a role in January of 2020, being the pastor of children's ministry here at Grace Church.
1: And I'm Josiah. I'm in a similar life stage as Michael. I'm married about 10 years now. I've got three kids. I've got a six-year-old son named Silas, I've got uh, and two daughters, a two-year-old and a one-month-old. Crying in the house probably right now. Um, so I I grew up in the church and then went to school and got a Bible and theology degree. And now I'm a student ministries pastor at the same church in Middleburg Heights, Ohio. I'm at the Olmstead Falls campus of Grace Church. Clearly, neither of us have our own teenagers. Uh, we're both young dads. So we're approaching this podcast as learners along with you. We do work with yeah. kids and teenagers, so we've got some experience from that end. We're also bringing lots of guests. So I don't want anybody to see me as an expert because I'm not. Yeah, uh, we don't but, know everything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, what we do know is you know, the, the biblical answers to a lot of these questions that we can hopefully speak into those conversations. So before we dive into it, though, speaking of conversations, I have to tell you about a hilarious uh, story and situation that I have with my six-year-old and four-year-old. As you know, like we're new to this area, at least for the winter. We moved in January. So in Cleveland over the past week, we had our first legitimate snowfall. I like that
1: you got legitimate because it was a barely- Yeah, I mean,
0: it's new. So I'm from Florida. So this is like (laughs) the first real, like, this is tough. We had like all the winter gear on. So we are getting I'm ready. I'm from Minnesota, so I'm laughing at you. That's yeah, worse. <laughs> so we're, we're getting ready for dinner. The, the snow is falling. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take out my boys for a hike. We're, we're going to be tough. Let's put on our jackets and let's go into the woods. So behind my house, there's like acres of property of land and woods. And we were excited. So we had sticks. I grabbed a bat for whatever reason, going into the woods. And we just hike as much as we could. And we followed you know, a creek and we were exploring and it was a lot of fun. And we started losing where we were going. We, we lost track of like which direction, which that's poor parenting. On my end, I probably should have been better at this. Um, but we turn around and we start to head back and we look and we are like a hundred feet from this buck like this giant buck and apparently it's mating season and like somebody told me that so I immediately got into like dad protective mode so thank God I had a bat and I'm like boys get behind me everybody hold hands I start like yelling at them like stay near me This nothing will get in our way so as we're like slowly like walking around this buck who is like not moving at all. Noah's like, all right, so we're going to hit him. I was like, listen, we you don't go out of your way to hit like an animal. Like you don't do like this is for protection of my boys. Like I know like they could be aggressive. So just stay with me. We're we're not going to go out of our way and hurt anybody. But and they were just like so excited and scared. And then we got back into the home. Mom's got dinner. So Tiffany was all excited like what happened and the boys are like we were almost attacked by a deer and it was just a really fun story about like protection and like violence and like trying to be peaceful with animals and i don't know it was just a pretty fun time at least with my boys (laughs) that's
1: such a great picture
0: michael with his baseball bat up against i was (laughs) ready for it (laughs)
1: All right. Well, in each podcast, Michael and I are going to tackle a question that we know kids and teenagers are asking. So if you're going to have these conversations in your home, we want them to be relevant conversations. And we know that these are questions that kids and teenagers are asking because we are pastors for kids and teenagers. And they're actually asking us these questions. I've got a question box in youth group that always fills up with these really amazing and deep questions. So we're starting with one in this first podcast that is going to start us off kind of a slow pitch, not too hard of a conversation to have, but a meaningful one. It comes from a middle schooler that submitted a question to me a few months ago, and I thought it was awesome. The question is, how do you read a Bible, (laughs) the Bible, how do you read the Bible so that it glorifies God? So we are going to take a few minutes to unpack that question. We're going to look at it biblically and explore theologically how do you read the Bible in a way that is glorifying to God so that you've got some tools when you go ahead and have this conversation with your kids or teenagers. And then we'll move from that into a bit more practical advice about now that you have thought about this question a little bit, how are you going to go about talking with your kids about it?
0: Yeah. And I, I think theologically, the first thing that comes to my head and in, in how we read the Bible to glorify God is preparing our steps. Ecclesiastes chapter five actually talks about this. Like before we go to the Lord, um, we need to be preparing our hearts for it. So when we are reading scripture and we're seeing the words of God, how do we just get our minds right? Like, why are we coming into it? What are we trying to get from it? Um, which also leads to like another hand in hand way is, um, John chapter three, where, you know, John the Baptist is saying I must decrease and he must increase. So we read not to know more or to be a better person. Those, those are great things that we should, you know, go for, but we read the Bible so we can have a deeper relationship with our creator. So yeah, the first things that just pop in my head are preparing our hearts in prayer, but then also knowing
1: why we're doing it. That's awesome. So like coming at it with an attitude of humility, right, right from the start. Exactly. It reminds yeah. me of James 4, I think it's 15. It says, um, humble yourselves before the Lord, draw near to God and he will draw near to you like a yeah. promise. So yeah, to start, start there, you're going to have good results. I like it. Yeah. So we
0: read and interpret the scripture in context. So like we also don't want to just put our opinions on what we think scripture should mean based off our traditions or the way that we were raised or anything like that. So when we take a verse, how do we see what it meant to them then and how it meant and pointed to the cross of Jesus Christ then? And how does it also apply to us now that we see the cross of Jesus Christ in it? So what did it mean to them then and the cross and how do we live in in a way that represents a, a Christ life going forward.
1: Cool. Yeah. So start with humility and then start and then continue by asking the right questions as you approach the text. That's so good. And then I also think that, we will be glorifying God when we read the Bible, if we're truly enjoying it, like yeah. um, part of giving God glory is rejoicing in him and finding abundant life in him and actually connecting with him in a meaningful way. And so not that every time we read the Bible, if it feels dry, that doesn't mean we're not glorifying God, yeah. but overall our posture should be, I'm excited to approach God's throne and I'm excited to read this letter from the Lord to my heart. And I, if I get something out of it today or not, that's up to him. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do my part, coming eagerly um, with this, like,
0: expectation to find my strength in the Lord. Yeah, and that that's so good. Scripture talks about it. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all of Scripture, so the Bible is breathed out by God— And it's profitable for teaching and reproof and correction, training in righteousness. And the next part specifically, that the man and woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. So we know that everything, when we read it, it's for our equipping. And ultimately that would glorify God as well.
1: Awesome. So I think basically if we're doing it with a sincere heart, We're glorifying the Lord. So consistency, there's the two parts to that question. How do I read the Bible is part A, so that it glorifies God is part B. So the first part is that consistency, that commitment. I'm going to do this regularly, make this part of my life on a habitual basis. Uh, And then the glorify God part, I think the only way you could go wrong is if you're doing it
0: just religiously.
1: What do you you think about that? Is there a way we could get it wrong?
0: Well, like if it's just about yourself and reading scripture, yes, there's knowledge. Yes, there's a relationship with the Lord, but it's also a movement outwards. Mm -hmm. It's like a missions focus. So if you're reading scripture and genuinely moved by it, but you're still staying, you know, keeping it to yourself, then I also think we're applying scripture improperly that would not glorify God's greatest intentions because it contradicts his great commission. Yeah, that's good. in this podcast, we don't want to be completely theoretical. So how do we really get practical? How do we try this out?
1: Yeah. So we don't want to just discuss the big topics for the sake of it. We want to prepare you to have these conversations at home. So here's some advice we have about how to have this conversation about reading the Bible with your kids. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is that we know like this doesn't happen overnight, and we want yeah. you to communicate to your kids that this isn't something that just happens overnight. So, reading and loving the Bible is kind of hard and it takes work and intentionality. It's a spiritual discipline.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And w- you do want to be consistent, like you were just talking about. Like, I think there's something healthy with reading it on a consistent basis that should be, but we should also be flexible in that. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a dangerous yet beneficial at times path, where you are so structured, you want to be able to adapt and and have fun. Like if something comes up, okay, we we couldn't do it this morning. How do we do it during dinner? Or how do we do it at nighttime? So a suggestion I would make in regards to like, you know, Bible reading habits for families was to be consistent, but be flexible for stuff, you know?
1: That's good. I already kind of mentioned it, but one... Really valuable thing in these conversations is for you as a parent to be vulnerable, because if you're not vulnerable, but you're expecting your kids to be vulnerable, it's not going to work. Like if you're doing discipleship, which is what parenting is, if you're doing discipleship and you're only presenting the good parts of yourself, you're going to actually show an image of perfection that's unattainable to the person you're trying to disciple and they're never going to get there and they're going to only be discouraged. So you're actually sowing discouragement. But if you're able to be vulnerable in the conversation and let them know where your weaknesses are, or you could be vulnerable and let them know where your weaknesses used to be if you actually have grown in this area, um, that's seriously going to help them wrap their minds around like how I get from here to there. Also, telling your own stories um, in the midst of the conversations is invaluable and we can go through like bullet points and facts, but people don't connect with those near as well as a real personal story. I loved when my dad and mom would tell me stories from their own life, from their own childhood. Uh, your kids love it too when you do that. So be generous with telling your own stories uh, in the midst of this. So if you're talking about Bible reading, yep. tell them about like what it was like when you were a kid and what you thought the Bible was like. The first time you were introduced to the Bible or a time that... You read the Bible, and it was really a powerful encounter with the Lord or a verse that has changed your life. Yeah.
0: And what you'll hear next is our favorite part of the show. We found a mom and son and daughter to put our advice to the test and have a go. I know you did this with them, Josiah, but I'm looking forward to this conversation. But let's listen in.
1: Right there. Oh. Isn't it amazing this
2: morning? I figured we could just all sit here. Okay. If that works. Perfect. Okay, hey, perfect. That's
1: five minutes or an hour? No. Okay. Do.
2: Perfect. Right. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Thank yeah. You. I'll let the dogs out when you leave. It's Pastor So he's going to be right in his car, right outside. And then when we're all done, he's going to come in no. and. What, honey? What milk is that? Um, I, what do you mean, what kind of milk is it? No, it's milk. Like that. Oh, it's a different kind of I, milk we get from Aldi. I, I'm a taste. Just milk. It's just milk. Milk and chocolate donuts. Okay. So you guys can eat while I'm asking you the questions. Okay. Have you guys ever seen mommy reading her Bible? Yes. That's always. Always? Where do you see me reading my Bible? um church i heard you reading your bible a couple days ago me too Mm -hmm. so you heard me so that means i heard you reading the bible on your phone yeah so that's what i was kind of asking about so i i have the bible on my phone and so i was having it read to me asher why do you think it's important to mommy to read her bible about god um, learn, learn how to be kind and stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael, why do you think it's important to um, read the Bible? Well, like,
1: because, um, because it is, well, like, I do now know, actually?
2: You don't really know why it's important? What do we learn about when we read the Bible?
0: Um, the Bible and the stories.
2: About God in the stories, yeah. Do you think? Let's start with Asher. Asher, do you think reading the Bible is easy or hard? Hard. Let's start with brother. Um. Technically, it depends on your age. Depends on your age. Why is that? If you're pretty young, and not even gonna be able to recognize a word. But if you're older,
1: then you can read it a little bit better. There's still some words in my Bible that I don't know about. Yeah,
2: yet. there's some bigger words in the Bible you don't know. Micah, you said it's hard to read the Bible. Why is that?
0: Because, um, like, I don't know, like,
2: no, So your Bible has pictures to help you learn the story. Asher's Bible, Mommy's Bible... We have words that we read to help us learn the stories. Yeah. So when mommy was a little girl, I had a teacher in my Sunday school that we would memorize Bible verses. Mm. And for every Bible verse we memorized, we got this little circle And then you would put the circles together and make a giant caterpillar. Okay. And Mommy's caterpillar was so long. But at the time, I was thinking, oh, I'm just making a long caterpillar by remembering these Bible verses. But now, when I'm older, I remember a lot of those Bible verses. And I remember what they say. And they help me. If I may be sad or worried or anxious, I can think about some of those Bible verses I learned as a little girl and they help me as an adult. Asher or let's start with Micah. Micah, what is your favorite Bible story?
0: Um,
2: Goliath. David and Goliath. What happens in that story? Um,
1: the, the cemeteries won. Um,
2: they, The who won? D- David's team. Won. David's team, the Israelites. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and now, what? And what happened? How did they win? They um by, by David Hilly, Goliath, Why right, why right the the of hit Of his eyes with with, with a rock. He hit Goliath right in the middle of his eyes with a rock. Is that why you like it? Why do you like that story? Well, I like the the good side wins. The good side wins? David's team? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Who was on David's team?
0: Mm -hmm. I forget. Who helped
2: him win? God. God. Yeah, that's a cool story, huh? Do you know what my favorite story of the Bible is? No. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. So, do you remember hearing about the man named Paul?
0: Yeah.
2: Paul was an apostle. He was a follower of Jesus. And him and his friend Silas. Silas. (laughs) We know a Silas. Paul and Silas were in prison because they were in trouble about talking about Jesus and they were in prison and they were in a cell and they were chained up and do you know that even though they were in prison they were still praising God and worshiping and singing and the prison doors opened and they got out and the jailer was so scared because he thought he was going to be in trouble because the prisoners escaped but Paul and Silas actually told him about Jesus, and he became a believer in Jesus. So that shows us no matter what our circumstances are, we can still praise Jesus and worship, and good can come of it. That's one of my favorite stories. Okay. And what else What else do we do in the mornings before we start school? Say the Pledge of Allegiance. And then what do we do after the Pledge of Allegiance? Do, you do your calendar and then what do we do after the calendar? Take four. <laughs> what do we read on Mommy's Bible app? A Bible verse. We do a Bible verse. We read a Bible verse so that helps us every day read a little bit of scripture, right? Asher, is there anything in the Bible that's hard for you to understand? Um No. You understand all of the Bible? Um, Well, I think there's some stuff I just can't think. I think there's lots of things in the Bible that I don't understand. Some of the stories don't always, always make sense. Some of the things you wonder what it means. I wonder all the time about things written in the Bible. And you know what? Asher, do you think it's okay to not understand everything in the Bible? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right to not understand everything. So when I was a little kid, you look at the Bible and you think, oh my gosh, it's so big. There's so many words. There's so much to know and to learn. And it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, right? Yeah. But it's important that we read, even if it's little bits by little bits, so that you can better understand, so that you can learn. So it can be overwhelming as a child, but I think it's important for us to know that it's just little stories put together that can give us lots of lessons and lots of teaching. What do you think? Is there anything else you'd like to say about the Bible, Micah? No? Asher, what about you?
0: Um. Well, I just like learning about
2: yeah? Oh, about reading, like, what life was like when Jesus was alive? Yeah. A lot of things are different than our times now, but a yeah. lot of things are the same. Yeah. Everybody still needs Jesus. Everybody still needs to love one another. All right, anything else? No. No? Okay. Let me go get Pastor George.
0: Wasn't that awesome, Michael? Dude, that was so encouraging and uplifting to listen to.
1: And it was just simple. Like, it wasn't anything super fancy. Yeah. It's not like they didn't practice anything. <laughs> I did yeah. do some editing because it was about a 20 minute conversation. Yeah. And um, for the sake of the podcast, I uh, made it.
0: A but it was just shorter, so open and honest and. Uh, was that like innocent? There was a childlike innocence from the the conversation that just I, yeah I couldn't stop smiling when I was listening to it.
1: So one thing I noticed during that conversation was that Heidi was doing a lot of work. Like it wasn't easy. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why that's one of the barriers that we have to break through is that like Heidi, there's this e- even with your own kids, there's some relational muscles you have yeah. to like. Exercise to break through to a new level of conversation. Mm -hmm. So, actually, what you didn't hear in the conversation was some really long pauses. And I just pulled them out for the sake of the podcast running smoothly. But I wanted to kind of admit that I did that because I don't want to put up a false representation. Yeah. There were some long pauses there where Heidi would ask a question and the kids wouldn't answer.
0: Well, that's uh, that's the benefit of those conversations. You don't yeah. try and when you and I and us were doing this at home with our kids, we don't want to try to finish their thoughts for them. Yeah. Like so when we listen to them and they answer, we want to repeat back what they've said? But then, if there's an awkward pause, like that's a that's actually psychologically a good thing because there's a lot that happens within your brain within that awkward pause mm-hmm. that makes the you know the person on the receiving side clarify what they were saying because they feel like they have to speak. So mm. the longer the pause, sometimes those those kids will live up to that moment and just answer uh, with a clearer mind what they were trying to answer before. So let the pause happen. Yeah. So I
1: think they. Heidi did an incredible job like doing the work of asking the question a couple times to get an answer out of her kids. And um, it's something as parents that we have to be willing to do. We have to be willing, uh, it's a real leadership muscle actually to be able to uh, lead. The conversation like I really want the, to mine the gold out of this conversation yeah. so I'm going to do some work to get there I'm going to do a little bit of digging I'm going to ask the question in three different ways I'm going to give them milk and cookies to bribe them into yeah. talking <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean uh, and so like doing the hard work I, I think Heidi did an amazing job with that and yeah. clearly she has a lot of experience with it you could just tell that this wasn't the first time she's gotten her kids talking before yeah. another thing I thought she I just loved loved was how uh, quick she was to share her stories of um, how when she read the Bible when she was a kid Mm -hmm. and made the little caterpillar. The caterpillar was so cute. Yeah. Uh, And how she her favorite Bible story. When I went back in the house and asked him how it went, um, Asher said, I learned my mom's favorite Bible story. And yeah. he was really excited about that. So, Also um,
0: shows like the impact that like children's ministry can have, you know, yeah. on a person's life, that's you know, true. decades after and how it influences their children.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to make them want to engage in, their church experiences too, just hearing it from their mom. So on so many levels, I think that that was really valuable for them in that moment. And I actually hope it's really valuable for you as the podcast listener to take some pointers from Heidi and her kids. And, um, I, I I actually just love how un this isn't a word, but like unflashy it is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. The whole, like the meat of this podcast is just to like hear a mom and her two kids talking for a little bit, but it's, the beauty of like what can happen in those moments. And I hope you're yeah. challenged. Like, wow, but I need to seize every little moment with my kids. Yeah. In a similar but way. also
0: that they can do it. Like we can have this conversation. This is not this. Well, we like to make it difficult in our heads, but it, everybody can do this. And it's a day by day process of, these kind of conversations that happen over time. So yeah. if you're listening, you can do it. You can have this conversation. Now let's just run through a couple of questions that you can practice or implement at home with uh, your kids to kind of be able to engage this kind of topic. So one of them would be, have you ever seen me read the Bible? Like as a parent, a guardian, that that could be convicting or encouraging that they're actually watching.
1: Yeah, that first, I like that first question because that starts off with some humility, right? That's a yep. risky question. Yep.
0: They might say no. <laughs> like I've never seen like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. This is going on the podcast.
1: Um, this- and maybe that just means you read your Bible in your room before
0: the kids get up,
1: you know, but to have that conversation with them, that's
0: a great start. Um, Yeah. Or, like, do you think there is, like, you mentioned it earlier, is there a wrong way to read the Bible? I mean, imagine asking your children that. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a a right way and a
1: wrong way to read it? Yeah, especially in middle school or high school, they could definitely engage with a question like
0: that. Yeah.
1: Um, And then, yeah, tell your kids stories. Be generous. Just like Heidi was, tell them your story of when you, like, fell in love with reading scripture. Um, Tell your children what you thought of the Bible when you were a kid? Um, You could tell them anything that you are still wondering about in the Bible. That could actually be a cool project, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I am not sure where it says that Satan fell from heaven. Let's look it up. You know, uh, as a family, you could dive into a really cool next conversation. That's the whole point, right? A conversation breeds another conversation.
0: And even Asher said, like, like it's age appropriate with how we read scripture. Obviously, we were all at different levels and paces about, like, how we interpret and understand scripture, at least. But That's a um, smart kid. Yeah, that was so, like, way beyond his years. But another question, and, you know, this is where we can kind of finish out, but what are some things that you have done to help the way that you read? So I, I think that, you know, if a parent or guardian puts that question out there, it really equips the child to uh, grow in the way that they read and have that relationship with God.
1: Cool. Yeah. So we've got this complete list of questions in the show notes here. So I would love for you guys to print that out. And some of the questions are for the adult. Some of the questions are actually for the kid. I think it's all right if if sometimes you have a bit of a staged conversation, scheduled. (laughs) Like, hey, tonight we're talking about the Bible and here's some questions you're going to ask me and here's some questions I'm going to ask you, especially if you're not like super good at this yet. And I think most parents would say they're not super good at this yet. And so... Let's practice. So the the questions here are for you to practice with. And then, actually, we would love to hear back from you. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any stories of how it went, if you... Um I'm just thinking of this right now, but even if like you, if you recorded a really funny little snippet from the conversation <laughs> and sent it to us, maybe we could put that on a future podcast, yeah, yeah. Uh, interact with how you went in the future. So um, our emails will also be in the show notes and we would love to hear back from you how it went uh, or or like even if it went terribly, tell us, <laughs> yeah. um, share your experience. Uh, so that's it. I mean, that that's that's the podcast for today we um i loved engaging mm-hmm. with that conversation loved hearing from the perkins um, and i hope you guys gained something from it
0: don't forget to subscribe click that you'll get all the notifications and new content that comes out once a month share with a friend who also has kids i mean if these are just conversations that would help anybody dive deeper and create those critical conversations with children
1: Yeah, and if you live in the Northeast Ohio area and you would like to actually be one of these families that gets interviewed for the podcast, reach out to us and let us know. We're looking for more people to be guinea pigs in these conversations. So we would love that if you reach out to us. If you got any questions or anything that, like, your kids are asking you that you want us to make a topic of this podcast in the future, we're also very open to that. Just let us know. Until next month, we will see you guys then. Yep, take care.